Hi there, grief growers. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm away for just a little bit to prepare for season eight of coming back and the launch of my very first online course, Life After Loss Academy, which both come out on January 1st, 2020. But in the meantime, I wanted to share some never before heard clips from season seven interviews with you. Today, I'm sharing a piece of my chat with mental health advocate Emily Washkovic. Much like grief, the signs, symptoms, and severity of mental illness are invisible to our friends and family. Listen in for a powerful story of Emily speaking her truth in the presence of people who were more than ready to judge someone with mental illness as faking it. I love this one. I'm really fascinated by this idea of depression, anxiety, bipolar, PTSD, not making you a bad person because we live in a society that assigns morality to mental health and it's a problem. Uh, And this again is something that runs so parallel to grief is that we assign whether something is good or bad by how it looks, what the symptoms are, how it presents, how it shows up, what the words that we use are to describe it. And it bothers me so much that this is a reality because I think that these diagnoses are just another facet of humanity, which is what grief is also. So I wonder what you have to say to people who live in families, communities, working spaces that still demonize mental health diagnoses. Yeah. So I'll tell you a very brief story. I was at dinner the other night with some highly educated people. They did not know about my situation or my diagnosis. And they were talking about a person in their life who's been on medical leave for depression, but they don't think that the person is actually depressed. And they were talking about how they can't believe that they're, you know, out on leave, collecting money, but aren't really sick. And I stopped them and I told them I was on 12 weeks of medical leave last year from October 16th through the first of the year. And I very much needed that. And I came back much stronger than I would have if I went to treatment for six days and then tried to jump back into my life again. And to look at a colleague that has cancer and understand why they're out, and then to look at someone who has a mental health diagnosis and think that they can't show up every day to work and do their job and treat their diagnosis. It's crazy. When I was in treatment, they used to always equate mental health to diabetes is a great example. Mm -hmm something that you can actively take care of and manage. But if you don't, it's going to get bad. And there's nothing different between someone who needs insulin and someone who needs to treat their mental health, whether that's with psychotropic medications, therapy, whatever it may be, there is nothing different. And if we are able to give the space and grace to people in our lives to get better when they have a physical illness – We all need to get on board with helping people through a mental illness. And it's really unfortunate that if people haven't experienced it, they don't understand it. But I would encourage everyone to look around because you have someone in your life who has a mental health struggle. And it might be you. And 
if we continue to pretend that the people who are actively trying to take care of their mental health are the ones who have a problem, then we're really going to end up in a state. I'll tell you that. Because the people who are doing the work are the ones that we should be idolizing and putting up on a pedestal. They're taking the time to make themselves better. And it's very important. It's very important to get better, but it's also very important to give people the space and the lack of judgment to get better. I hope you enjoyed this In the Meantime episode of Coming Back. If you'd like to listen to my full conversation with Emily where she goes back to the day where she was diagnosed with bipolar and how her life has changed since, go back and listen to episode 95 of Coming Back called You Can't Break Up With Grief with Emily Washkovic. That's all for this episode of Coming Back In The Meantime. I cannot wait to return to you with full-length episodes in Season 8, which is coming your way on Wednesday, January 1st, 2020. Here's where you can catch me between now and then. There are only a few weeks left to sign up for Life After Loss Academy, which begins on January 1st. It's a 12-week online course where I'm guiding you to feel safe in the world again, break up with the myth of the perfect griever and the perfectionism that comes with grief, and let go of the life and the person you can no longer be after a devastating loss has hit. Find out more and enter to win one of three scholarships to Life After Loss Academy at my website, shelbyforsythia.com. If you're still looking for the perfect gift this holiday season, Permission to Grieve is a wonderful little book for friends, family, and co-workers. Literally give someone you love permission to grieve this holiday season. Order now to get your books in time for Christmas at shelbyforsythia.com. If you'd like to leave a question, comment, or guest suggestion for a future episode, email me at shelby at shelbyforsythia.com. As always, my dear grief growers, it was beautiful sharing this space and time with you today. I see you, I'm proud of you and the work that you're doing in the world, and I love you. Because even through grief, we are growing.